Hello, my name is Eric Anderson, and this is Untapped, an original North Battleford podcast. North Battleford is a growing and vibrant community in Saskatchewan, and there are so many people who are working hard to make it a wonderful place to call home. This podcast introduces you to these people and explores why they are so invested in this community. If you ever get a chance to sit down for a beer with Brennan Lampett, you should do it. He's great at telling stories and knows how to describe what beer tastes like, which is very important in his line of work. Brennan is one of five owners of Armory Brewery, a microbrewery that opened late in 2018 in North Battleford. The brewery is another great example of people coming together in the community and working towards a common goal, which in this case is a craft brewery. The first thing you notice when you walk up to the brewery is how stunning the building is and how much work went into constructing a place for people to enjoy a pint. The results have been great so far. The taproom is always busy and Armory beer is being served in cities across Saskatchewan. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Brennan in the taproom and we started by talking about how these five friends ended up in a 106-year-old building making beer. So, uh, my uncle Greg Tatey and his business partner Brad Taylor, um, they bought this building two years ago this, this month. They bought it two years ago March and um, I think the original dream was to renovate it and have just kind of office buildings in here. Um, their sons, Jackson Tatey and Matt Taylor, when they came in and started helping with gutting of it and, and starting to redo it, they, I think is when the brewery dream kind of came to be. Um, it looks night and day now than when it did when they bought it, night and day. And uh, yeah, it was when they started exposing the beauty of the brick and, and, and actually the character of the building is when the young boys actually suggested to their dads, like, hey, what about a craft brewery? Um, so once the, the dream was planted, the seed was planted, they continued to work and strip everything down. Um, they have offices up front. So there's a barber shop up front as well as a physiotherapist. And that was kind of the original game plan, I think, was to have a bunch of offices like that. Um, now, I think we just, having the microbrewery here, we kind of help each other in a way. Um, you know, having that barbershop up front, I think there's lots of guys that like getting their hair cut and then having a beer after or prior or whatever, right? Um, so, yeah, the dream to the brewery, I guess, when they spoke to myself, right away I was on board. I, like, didn't even bother looking at logistics. It was just like, what? microbrewery craft brewery in town absolutely I'm in how can I help and then I knew that I didn't uh, possess the depth to do everything required um, my cousin Wade Voigt well Jackson and I's cousin Wade Voigt uh, he's more of a he's a dreamer but also a realist um, he's good with numbers um, maybe he doesn't want to be but he's really good at all the paperwork and the and the behind the scenes and uh, just any dream I've ever had in my life with uh, creativity and something greater I always needed Wade um, so I said uh, I kind of need him to be a part of it what do you think boys and they're like yeah absolutely whatever we need to kind of get this going right so when I suggested to Wade logistical thinker that he is he, he did think about logistics for a bit and then he was like, you know what, yeah, let's just do it. I mean, it's beer. Like, we've loved beer. We've been drinking beer our whole lives. If we can help create it and, and do something positive in the Battlefords, I'm in. So uh, it's kind of where the dream, I guess, for, for Wade and myself started. Um, there was already some 
movement to making a brewery before we came on board, uh, you know, with Brad and Greg Jackson and, and Matt. Um, they had kind of started the movement, I suppose, and then Wade and I came and just helped to make a reality, I guess. What were you doing when this idea was pitched to you? Mm, well, my wife and I actually own Freedom Skate and Snow in town. Um, so I was selling snowboards, uh, and that's kind of the lifestyle that I live. Um, so I, I don't believe any of us were really looking for new work, per se. Um, it was more just a dream that we all believed in. Um, so with the freedom that I had, um, you know, with good staffing already at Freedom and, and you know, my girl taking care of everything, essentially, uh, I had a little bit more freedom to, to be here a little bit more. Um, so I took that position on of kind of being the day-to-day -day guy. Um, all those guys working their full-time job and then coming here after. And, you know, we'd work till 11 or midnight every night. Um, to, to get it to where we are. Yeah. Wow. So it's, so this was all because, like, I, I hope people and people who have been here are obviously understand. But like, this is this is a, a really like this is big. This is obviously a lot of work. But this was all on the side for a couple years then. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. For the first year, uh, Greg and Brad, when they bought the building, this was strictly what they were doing. So there was a year of of revitalizing the building itself without maybe, you know, um, well, they did. They did a ton of reconstruction as well, I guess, building walls and everything too. It was, yeah, it was, it was a solid year of their full-time gig. And then once it got close to like, okay, now it's time to um, finishing touch type things on the brewery was when they went and, and had, uh, you know, they went and got jobs again. And, uh, and then that's kind of when we slid in and, and, we didn't take over by no means, but we slid in and, and helped with the dream, you know? So we just helped kind of take some of the load off, I guess. This must be so exciting for you, like, to, to partner up with, with people that, that had this dream, and then obviously you have a lot of enthusiasm for it. Like, this must be fun for you. 100%. And, you know, we've, like, with snowboard events that we've done in the past, and I shouldn't even just use snowboard events. We've done so many things, and... We've been drinking beer forever, and we've always needed a beer guy, right? It was like, oh, I wish we had a beer guy for that. You know, I play baseball as well, and, you know, we curled, and, you know, with snowboarding and, and, and everything else, rec hockey, we always needed a beer guy, right? So then when, when the idea of being the beer guy came, it was, it was kind of without question, yeah, we're in. We're going to be the beer guys. Uh, a good friend of ours, um, he started a brewery in Vancouver uh, five years ago. So that's when my introduction to, to good beer came to be. And that's, uh, you know, him and I had chatted about it for years. Like, get a brewery going to North Battleford, I'll help you out. And I just didn't have, I don't know, the drive, I suppose, at the time. Uh, and then when this opportunity became real uh, is when I was like, yeah, I'm in. Like, I'm going to do it. I've, I've wanted to kind of do it just without the courage, I guess, or, or um, the backing. So then now when there was numerous people involved and it's family related it was like yeah okay now it's set up the stars have aligned let's do it so what have been some of the the biggest challenges in getting this from from dream to right now we're sitting and I, i'm drinking a pail and you're drinking what are you drinking again uh, drinking the smash okay. yeah uh the the biggest i guess the biggest hurdles on top of my brain. I can't bring up individual scenarios, but every day was another hurdle because it's so new. Um, 
new to us, but as well fairly new to the province, or maybe not the province, but in our region. So even lots of things like questions we may have had, um, you know, and we would ask, we would seek out help from the people who get help from, and they were at the same stage of, well, I don't know that answer yet. Let me let me find that out. Um, and then always trying to fight the clock, right? So it was, we got to get it done because we got a ton of bills and we got to, you know, we've promised people we would have it done at this time. Let's try to stay as close as we can. And then every day was, you know, more red tape or more technicalities or, you know, this is back ordered or so on and so forth. So, um, just to what the biggest holdup was, geez, I, I maybe would have to ask Jackson. We'd have to come back to that one. Huh? But lots of little things along along the way. So then, how how do you how do you because you you strike me as a as a guy like with lots of energy and like positive thinker. That's good. Yeah. But um, like how 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 were you able to? Because I imagine it, it, like you must have days like oh is this ever going to happen or sort of deal like how do you how do you stay upbeat? Uh, I think our women are, are lots to do with that. Um, yeah, there would be lots of times where, like, we left our alarm set for 11 o'clock so that we didn't work all night. Um, but there was tons of times on, on the, in the days of creation that, you know, you'd work, let's say, 18 hours, and then you'd sit on the sidewalk ready to go home while your truck warmed up for an hour and just asking the boys, like, what are we doing? Like, is this for real? We're really doing this? Because there were just so many dead not dead ends but just so many hurdles right that you, you maybe weren't totally ready for but uh you go home and you vent and i would like to think all of our our gals at home were very 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 supportive in the aspect of like ah you got it like just stick it out it'll get better it'll get better you know because there's so many unknowns so you're doing all this work for for really a dream that you don't even know the dream does that make sense at all yeah, yeah. you know you're just like we know it's there. We know there's an end product and we know it can be beneficial to us as well as the community. But there was just no real laid out path how to get there. So there was lots of concern and confusion and scare. But you, you brought up an interesting point about you knew it was gonna be beneficial not only for yourselves but to the community as well. But how, how did you know that? Well, we born and raised here. We, um, we try our best to do everything like just in our daily lives like oh we should do that that's a great thing for our community so we go out and be a part of that so to have something like this that's shown in other areas and other regions how beneficial it can be to their communities um, we just thought well how yeah that would be great to have it here you know um, don't get me wrong it's great when we travel to let's say Saskatoon and go visit those local breweries and have some great beers that's great and, and we still encourage people to do that but to have one in your backyard is is more beneficial to our community I think you know keeping people local and that's the whole storyline behind it this is local beer as fresh as you'll ever drink beer you know uh, right here in the Battlefords so yeah I don't know we just where does, um, like, for yourself, and if, and if you want to speak for your colleagues as well, feel free to do so, but, like, where where does that community spirit come from? Because, you know, I, I grew up in, in Swift Current, very similar size, um, and there were lots of people that had community spirit, and then other people, you know, it just just wasn't in it, or, or maybe they would leave right away or something like that. But you, you guys have stayed here, and you're, like, you're, you're building something really amazing here, I think. But where, where does that kind of spirit and maybe even loyalty, where does that come from? Hmm. I don't know. Um, 
genetics maybe I don't know um, like uh, I can speak for my my family members saying our families all are from here and they still the majority of them live here um, so maybe it was something we were brought up into like this is home um, let's do what we can for our home but you know it would be naive to say like we've all we've left like Jackson's been to school in Moose Jaw and I lived in Vancouver for a spell and Wade's work took him to Carlisle and uh, you know I can't even speak where Greg and Brad have been but I'm sure they've you know they've moved and did things and you know they're ticketed uh, people in life like Brad's a mill worker by trade and millwright by trade and Greg's carpenter and I don't know what just kept driving us back home if it was family or, or just I don't know we feel we have a great place we have our river valley we have our golf courses we have a ski hill we have the lake there's so many amenities here in North Battleford that are maybe not the lights not shone on them enough you know there's always a lot of negativity I feel with our, our community but when you dig a little deeper there is so much positivity here and uh, maybe we just got exposed to that positivity and we're like yeah let's let's help with this sort of build on it yeah yeah so I don't, I don't know exactly where it derives from but pride from for home I suppose love for home why was um, why was now kind of the right time to to get the brewery going in in the Battlefords? Well, well, for me it was because lots of the hard work was done already. So for me it was like when they said, hey, "You went on board. We've already done all this work." I was like, "Yeah, sure, perfect timing." Um, That's a fantastic answer. Yeah, I don't know uh, why now. It, it seems it's still a buzz, right? I mean, uh, craft beer, but I feel like there's this whole movement, you know, with shopping local and and um, eating local and, and things like that. It's just, excuse me, it seems to be kind of a movement that's going on right now in the world. So, I would like to think it's not a trend. Like I think to think this is now the way we look at life is uh, to keep everything, uh, you know. You know, right now, our mayor's here. You know, the mayor of North Battleford just rolled in. And, you know, we got... Really? Yeah, he's, he just rolled in. He's upstairs now. And, you know, there's other people here that, you know, pump gas. Um, you know, so there's people from, you know, all walks of life that come through here. Boyd's right here. And Boyd's right here, you know? See, I told you we'd work you in, Boyd. <laughs> yeah. But, no, it's just... It's just... Um, you know, in our whole our whole days of creation, we prayed for this. We you know we hoped for it, um, and we were just like, we want it to be a place for everyone. We don't want to, we don't want one specific clientele to say this is where we drink beers. You know, we wanted it to be um, for everyone. You know, because beer is everyone. You know, that's what we always thought about when we were doing things. Here's Brad's parents right here. Um, so it was just some of the, one of those things where it's like, hey, let's, let's create a space where everyone from every walk of life can come, feel safe, have a great beer, feel at home, you know? Very much like a, almost like a hub of the community. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, you, you, you mentioned creating a space. Um, can you just explain a little bit, Brennan, the, the history of, of the building? And, and like, I'm looking at the the old brick here and, it, and it's it's beautiful but it, just a little bit of the, of the history and then what what was here before so this building was uh erected 1913 as an armory so i mean there's i don't want to get too deep into the history because there's so much more that i don't know but you know it is relatively some of the first one of the first buildings around i mean there's lots of you know 1905 there's still buildings around from then and um but then yeah when that when the boys bought this um, so it was the armory until the, um, the 50s, I believe. And then in between, 
then and now uh, BTEC inhabited it. So Battleford's uh, Training Education Centre. So uh, I think when the 70s hit, everything was painted green and the outside was painted white and, and some of the, you know, upgrading at the time. It was an upgrade, right? Um, and now, years later, when we get back in and we expose this brick, uh, you know, Brad and Greg, Matt and Jackson, they did a lot of sandblasting in here. And, like, the amount of work to get this brick back to the way it is is unfathomable, really it is. I think Greg said, uh, I don't, I don't think you, you couldn't pay him to do, enough to do it again, I think. <laughs> um, but just to have it look like it is now, uh, to bring back some of that history, you almost question, like, why would you have painted this green? But... It is what it is. Exactly. At the time, it was a great idea, right? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's had a lot of life in here. And to bring it back, to, so to speak, I mean, obviously, it's not its original state, but it's closer. Um, I don't know. It felt really good just to have somebody else. And even, the, like, the carpentry or, like, the, the artwork and the craft that went into building this building that we see now is when you start ripping walls apart and exposing. Like, you, you're blown away at what men did or people did, sorry, men and women, but like you just get blown away with what the quality of, of craftsmanship, you really do, I don't know. And, and that must be motivating too because like what you guys are doing here is quality, it's quality and craftsmanship, craft beer, but that, that must be kind of motivating then too. A hundred percent. There was lots of times when we would uh, maybe lose some sleep over the smallest little things. You know, you'd come in and be like, hey, why isn't this fitting up exactly square like I want it to be? And, and you'd lose some sleep and you'd do this and do some math, do some figuring. And then finally, you know, it would come up and, and just, well, that's good, boys, because we want it to be, we don't want people to walk in and say, oh, wow, it's pretty nice for the Battlefords. We wanted people to walk in and go, wow, this place is beautiful. Just on, a, on its own scale, you know? which we have heard lots. Um, and I don't want to undermine the Battlefords. We have so many beautiful things here. So it's almost just like, can we make it fit in with all the beauty here? Is really it, I guess. I might have rambled on a bit there. But. <laughs> That's all right. Um, when, when was opening day, and what was that day like for you guys? Well, we kind of had two. So we had a soft opening with our families, uh, and that was on November 19th, because at the time, we had just got our POS system, and we hadn't poured a beer through our taps yet. So we were like, well, you know what? Let's bring in the people that will love us, regardless of however this works out, <laughs> and, and then get some feedback and see what we can build on from there. So it was the following week that we opened to the public, um, and it was massive uh, emotionally and mentally. You were just like, oh, it was like, millions of pounds just got lifted off your shoulders all the happy faces and the positive feedback and and the beers and nobody got sick and everyone found a beer they liked and you know it was just like okay boys we did it you know like we're here um this is it and then almost very short-lived because immediately after it was like okay wow we did it now the train's moving there's no getting off a moving train at this point so so it was, it was very, very humbling to see the faces that came in and, and hear the positive feedback it was very humbling. You know, we, we thought it. We thought, oh, wow, we did something great here. But to hear other people say it, I just don't even know if that, if you can be ready for it. I don't know. It's like having a kid. It was just, are you ready to be a dad? I don't know. And then you're a dad. And you're like, oh, God. And it feels really good, right? So I think it's kind of like that. And the aspect of people were so blown away as well as accepting and made us in turn forget about all the struggles to get here you know yeah I, I love that you use the word humbling 
Because oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I love that. I love that word. That, yeah. That's yeah. a really great description of it. And it, and I think it was. You know, you. Uh, we felt obviously we felt that there was a necessity for this type of industry here. That's why we did it. And. To, to have so many people come in and, and agree with you and agree with your vision was humbling, you know? You're just like, well, okay, wow, we did it. Or, everyone's okay with this. or Not everyone, but the people we've talked to anyway yeah. are okay with this. Yeah. So it was uh, one of those humbling experiences where don't get too far ahead of yourself, but dare to dream, kind of? Yeah. I don't know. So... Um when you say dare to dream, and you, you like, I love that you use the metaphor of a train because um, the other day at work, our my my boss at work was talking about the importance of momentum, and once once you get momentum going, you got you kind of got to keep you got to keep it going because it's once you stop, then it's so hard to get going again. So once once that train has started, so day two, day three, and we're taping this now, it's it's middle of March, um, so you guys have been up and running for a while. Like, yeah, what what have the last, since the train rolled out of the station, we'll just keep doing that metaphor, what's it been like? Uh, <laughs> what's it been like? I don't know. Uh, it's a whirlwind. Um, yeah, it's, it, it definitely is a moving train, and it just keeps picking up speed, which is great because that's what you want it to do. And all the angles that, you know, you thought you looked at or, or you've worked out, some of which do work out the way you thought, but lots of them are, are very different. And you're like, oh, wow, I didn't think of it that angle. And What, what, would, be, what would be an example of something that is different than you guys thought? Mm, I guess the speed of the train. You know, we thought it would open... And we thought there would be, we'd have a few patrons that came in and, and thought it was great and they would return. Um, the amount of those patrons or even the acceptance in the craft world maybe, if I dare to say that. I don't want to speak for other, other brewers or other companies, but um, you have a connection at Nine Mile. Those boys were nothing but amazing for us. They came in, they seen the, seen the building, uh, reassured us we were doing something great. Um, gave us a little bit of love on social media, which went a long way for us. I know it's one thing to say, oh, you're doing good in your face, but to, to publicly go and say it to their, their people, I think was, was so big. Um, and then all of a sudden we had breweries and liquor stores and pubs and everyone asking to get our beer, and they'd never tried our beer yet. You know, to, we had Matt Enns at Maker's Mold ask us to be a part of the Bow Barley Project. He had never tried a beer that Logan had, had created before. So we were, we were kind of blown away, like, oh, God. Are we ready for this? Like, are we ready to be? Essential, I don't want to say, use the word judge, but are we? Are we ready to be in the races with all these, the big dogs? You yeah. know, like we weren't sure. We're just rolling with it. You know, yeah. we're trying our best, and like you said, quality is huge. Like, we try every day when we're doing something to do it at the best of our ability. Um, will it hold up or match up? We don't know, but we're in the ring anyways man we're, we're on the train right with all these with all these guys we're, we're trying to uh keep pace i guess and um not lose a sense of our dream at the same time we don't want to grow too big that we can't handle it or we don't want to fade away we don't just have a honeymoon stage and then we're done so it's it's been a struggle now finding that balance of how big can we get for the size or what we're ready for, um, maintaining that quality. We always want to keep growing as a business and get our beer out to more and more people, but we don't want to lose any of the quality 
in growing, you know, is, is what we always talk about, you know. We, we've had a few beers in Regina now, and we're just kind of, we were even a little bit hesitant because it's like it's so far away. We're so new. What happens if something was to go wrong when someone poured that beer and we're not there to apologize or explain ourselves, and now we're just written off as a bad beer company, you know? So these are the things that keep us up at night now. A little different than before, but... Um. Well, I, I'm sure they're going to love the beer down in Regina. But yeah, I guess it's out of your... Once it leaves here and it goes to a restaurant or a pub, it's out of your hands, isn't it? I feel a little bit, right? And I don't, I'm not a control freak by no means, but there's just some things that worry me that are like, whew, you know, what if? There's always those what ifs that we don't know because we are so new. Um, what if someone pours a bad beer? And, and it's crazy to think that one of our beers won't pour bad or some, for some reason or another. Um, but I guess guys have been living with this forever that have been making beers. So you just got to trust your product, I guess, and trust in your guys. You know, our, our brewmaster, Logan Dalmet, has been making great beers. So we've been doing a lot of trusting and just saying, yeah, he's making good beers. Let's, let's start getting out there, you know? My pale ale is fantastic. Awesome. Um, awesome. You, you, but you've, you've talked a lot about, like, kind of your team and your guys here because there's five, right? Five of you in total? Correct. As, as owners, there's right. five owners, but the team's bigger than okay. that. So as five owners, when it comes to making some of these bigger decisions, um, wh- what, is, what are those conversations like? And d- how, how does it work? Is it democratic? Do you do votes? How, how does that work? Especially when you're all your friends, too. Yeah, friends and family. Yeah. How does it all work? Huh. You know, I actually maybe seen it a little... I, I think I've, I thought a little worse than what it would be. Like, you know, to have five minds. And sometimes you can have an idea and believe that idea so much that there's no other way. So then when you bring that to the table and four other people go, yeah, we don't like that idea. You... you it's a really hard time to let go of it because you believe so much in it. But I don't feel it's been that way. It's been very much like, I believe this to be true. Here's why. And then we get together and we talk about it. And everyone's been very good at seeing other people's angles and point of views. So does it help that we're family? Maybe. Um, does it hurt that we're family? Maybe. I'm not sure. I, just, I guess I thought there would be a lot more... Um, resistance or something or conflict or something conflict, like that I, I i think of this because um like it, we're this is mid-march right now and and i was watching the briar last week mm-hmm. and and team saskatchewan because i i i curl and you curl as well uh, no 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 <laughs> no i don't curl okay. I, I slide on ice sometimes oh, okay. but i don't curl okay. no but um like team saskatchewan there were so many family connections within that team and i heard some interviews talking about you know does that make the conversations easier or, or harder and and the, some of the, the members were like well it, it can depend at times so yeah it's yeah i find your your answer really interesting because yeah the family dynamics and then you mix in business and and the tra- like you said the train keeps rolling mm-hmm. yeah it must be some interesting conversations definitely and we're gonna leave those <laughs> in, in the office room uh no i mean it's it's been good though yeah. i mean i don't know i find it really nice because you know, especially with Jackson with me every day, um, he's a little bit of a realist as well. So then you think of something and he'll just look at you and go like, no, how is that? How is that a good idea in your head? And you're like, oh, yeah, good call. You know, so it is nice to have those people and those backings. Like if you were to go at it alone, 
I would be way more scared. I'm, I'm way more excited that we have this team, that we have our, our gang, um, than going at it alone. That's just me personally, on a personal yeah. note. You could ask any one of the other guys, they might have a totally different answer, but you know, for me it's great to have people to bounce ideas off or, or get some feedback or, or get them headmanning the idea where I'm like, oh, okay, perfect, it gives me something to do this week, you know? Um, where instead of just, I don't know, spinning tires, I guess. But not only you have a team here, you have a, a community that's just really rallied around you guys. That's so cool. Mm, couldn't, and that, I think that's the humbling experience right there. We couldn't be more grateful uh, for, the, for the feedback and the, and the community support. It's been unreal. You know. it, it has been a pleasure speaking with you, mm. Brennan. Uh, the, the beer is fantastic. Congratulations. This is an amazing brewery. And um, yeah, I wish you nothing but success. Th- thanks for chatting with me today. Thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. I'm glad you like the beer. Very, very good. I'll take a growler home. Oh, perfect. Awesome. Sounds good. I actually took two growlers home. It's really good beer. My thanks to Brendan Lampett from Armory Brewery in North Battleford for meeting me on a Friday afternoon and sharing his story. If you haven't been to the brewery yet, it really is something to see. The building is beautiful and the attention to detail, not only in terms of crafting the beer, but in constructing the overall brewery experience is really impressive. This has been episode three of Untapped. My name is Eric Anderson. I'm the host and producer of the podcast. If you like what you've just heard, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to leave a review of Untapped and tell all your friends about it. North Battleford's own Rob Romby is the executive producer of Untapped, and you can also follow the podcast on Facebook as well. Just type in Untapped and you should be able to find it. This podcast is a production of the Salt Hammer Production Company. My name is Eric Anderson. Thank you very much for listening.